Welcome to Real You Podcast. Uh, my name's Mark. Um, I want to continue our series on thinking outside the box. Um, last time we talked about thinking outside the box and what are some barriers to creative thinking and that we've been using our critical mind to make decisions and, and have been creating enough with our creativity and our imagination. Um, my idea was that we need to explore what are the boundaries and what are, what are the realities and, um, what is the barrier that's keeping us from thinking about the life of our dreams, the dream for our life? Uh, we talked about fear of failure, making assumptions, um, negative attitudes, following the rules of culture and circumstance and how we've been trained and taught all our lives to conform and be in the box and don't rock the boat and don't make waves and, um, you know, all those wonderful things that we talked about and we all know about. Uh, we talked a little bit about assumptions last week and how you can really get into the critical mind of making assumptions and you just assume that things are going to be the way they are because of the way things have been. And that's just certainly not a good way to think. You know, and I, I thought about a couple things I want to throw out at you today. Number one, we, we talk about our conscience mind. Our conscious mind is our thinking mind. It's our mind that we choose to think with. And you can choose to think creative thoughts and uh, that's that's what I'm talking about. Our mind can be critical, linear, logical thinking about this physical life and decisions we have to make. But it also can be creative and just pull stuff out of the spiritual realm, out of the air, so to speak, or whatever. We talked about thinking outside of the box or thinking, having out of the blue ideas. Uh, the conscious mind is the thinking mind. So therefore, our subconscious mind could possibly be our knowing mind. You know that part of us that we just know, and and there's another realm that the early fathers called the um, creative creative subconscious mind or the spirit mind is what I call the being mind. So I, I have an area of my life where I can think. I have an area of my life where I know, and I have an area of my life within me that I am being or becoming, and. Um, that's kind of the whole process of what's going on in our lives. We, we, we think, we know, and we become. We think, we know, and we become. Our, our thinking mind, uh, a lot of times, is our... Is a, I heard a great statement the other day. Our, our reason, reasoning mind contaminates our imagination. Um, our imagination is going to work one way or the other. Uh, I... I I'm telling you today that fear is a nothing more than a negative use of your imagination. And it's like the old, the, the Job thing that we always used to say, or you've always heard all your life, well, that which I feared came upon me. Um, truthfully, it, the fear is a negative use of your creative mind. So our conscious mind can be our thinking mind. And then our subconscious mind, which our which is our which is, which is deep within us, is our knowing mind. So um, our thinking mind is our perceptions. Let's just say it. Let's just keep it on this level. Uh, let's play the what if game. Our thinking mind is our perception because we we perceive the world around us based upon the knowledge that we've obtained. And we formulate, we formulate what we know and we deposit that in our subconscious mind, which is, could be called your spirit, 
um, could be called subconscious, could be how, however you want to address it, but there's a part of you that is, becomes your belief system. So our perceptions can affect our, our mind to a way to where it becomes our belief system, then our belief system affects our sub, which, which early fathers call sub, a creative subconscious, a created, uh, but what I, I like to just call the spirit within us, is our manifesting place. It's gonna, it's gonna actually be our behavior. Um, so, our, and I don't want to get too, too weird here, but the reality is, what you think about affects what you believe about something, or what you believe about something affects the way you behave or manifest. Um, that's just how you will be. That's how you manifest. So, if we're only trying to address the outside behavior. And, and and never deal with the thinking, it's just going to be a real boring, um, hard life because uh, just a life of denial and bearing, taking up your cross and no real freedom in that. And the freedom is in dying and rethinking and realigning yourself with the mind of Christ and, and, the, and the Christ in me, which is the hope of glory, and actually becoming and manifesting this new creation that I already am. Um, so what I'm I'm trying to endeavor to do is to think, uh, not not from the external, not try to interpret life from the external and from what I think I've learned and known, but I take my knowledge and try to live from the inside out and manifest what's on the inside rather than let what the outside influence my inside. So in other words. Let, let me get this straight for you. Our thinking mind could be our conscious mind. It's our choice to choose to think, and that can become our perceptions. And our perceptions of God could be based upon, and it really could be based upon um, what we've experienced, what we've heard, and what we've learned, and we formulate these perceptions. And then that, in turn, becomes our subconscious belief system or our faith. And then that ultimately affects our behavior. And so with that said, we want to press in today a little bit more on um, dealing with our um, thinking outside the box. So there's a lot of factors to uh, manifesting the reality of, of this God consciousness and, you know, Christ in you, the hope of glory. There's just a lot to it. And so we, we talked a little bit about assumptions last time, and today... Um, I want to keep down that thought. Um, sometimes we we don't. Sometimes I think God loves us so much that He puts us in confinement so that we we'll actually seek to be unlimited again. <clears throat> and sometimes, until you become to that place where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you won't ever change or do anything or think anything different or nothing will change in your life. I mean, if you just live in a comfortable, nice life and things are great and um, you feel like you're fulfilling your destiny, that's great. But some people out there um, are just struggling because they've been put in con- divine, what I call divine confinement. And um, sometimes you outgrow your box you become in, and life becomes almost unbearable. Even though you, you, you're working, you're paying bills, and relationships are good, and everything's good, but something is unfulfilling. I mean, the box and the limitations that you've allowed to be built around you have become... Uh, almost unbearable, and that's great because that becomes a, a avenue of creativity. Um, 
that's that's what I think God did with uh, the children of Israel. They were in bondage all those years, and it became so to the point of unbearable bondage. I believe it was 400 years, and they were crying out continually to God. And I think sometimes our own sadness and, and unhappiness deep within, even though life is good. I mean, I have friends that, that have great jobs that uh, make tons of money and go on four or five vacations a year and have a great family, great life, great things, great reputation. Everything in their life looks perfect, but yet in the same token, they become so unhappy with uh, their own being because we're not created to receive and gather and just, uh, yeah, we've given all things freely to enjoy, but we're created for something great, and that's to make a difference. That's to be an influencer of the kingdom of God in this earth, and it's become the Christ awareness upon the world. And and no, there's, there's no money, there's no reality that's going to solve that for you except pressing in. So what I'm saying today is sometimes your life just becomes unbearable even though everything is great. And I had several people of my friends of mine over the last year um, just say, man, I don't know what's wrong, man. I, I mean, things are, you know, I mean, we've always gone through stuff sometimes, and we've, we've needed situations. We've uh, been through trials. We know that God's going to deliver us. We know that we're going to make it through, but yet uh, just something empty. I don't, I'm not feeling it. And uh, so people are on a journey. They're on a pursuit. And this is part of the pathway is to think outside the box. Think greater things for you. I don't care how great your life is. There's something greater out there for you. There's a, there's, you're a difference maker. Uh, my, my friend Bishop used to always tell me I'm a, I'm a, I'm a world changer and a difference maker. And that's what I want to be. Um, so God put the children of Israel in a situation where they're in bondage 400 years and their crying, their travailing and just their suffering went up before him. And he actually came down to, del- to deliver them up and out. And he, and he came by, by, by way of Moses, Moshe, which is, which is a prophetic voice, which is a picture of the prophetic voice appealing to the suffering mind of the Israelites. Um, and I know Moses was a man, and I know he was a prophet, but on a bigger scale, he's a prophetic voice because he was the first prophet besides Abraham, but he was a prophetic voice. He was a visionary. He was inspiration of a, of a, of a world greater than the world they're in, and, and we're going to talk about that today. So sometimes God will some of the pathways to go beyond the box is to be in so, so much divine confinement that you have no other choice but to dream and to think and imagine a world beyond where you're at. And sometimes that's the only way to survive is, um, is to think beyond your limited realms. Um, I know there's a story that I read years ago of a, of a man, I don't remember his name, but it was an amazing story that he was caught back in Vietnam and he was confined in a... Um, Cage and back in, and like say, let's say if he was six feet tall, but the cage was only uh, five foot something, he could never totally stand up ever. And he was in this cage for two or three years, and 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 they asked him how he survived, and he and he said, "What I did was I played I played golf in my mind because it was a long game, and I imagined 
every single shot, every single day on every single course. And I occupied my time by imagining a world outside of my confinement. And that's part of the creative process. It will keep you alive. I, I, I read a wonderful uh, saying. It's probably not true, but it, it kind of brings the point. The point is, he said, I can live 40 days without food, four days without water, four minutes without air, but I can't live four seconds without hope. And sometimes God will put us in divine confinement, not because he's frust- He's trying to get us to create our way, to visualize our way, to use our imagination, use our creative mind, to get beyond our limitation. And we can't assume that the life that we're in, that this is all there is. Many of us should wake up in the morning and go, is this all there is? Because there's got to be more. And so when we think about divine confinement, uh, sometimes you have to hear something. Um, you have to, something has to be shaken within you. You have to perceive something. You have to hope something. You have to hear something from a different realm that life can be different for you. And I thought about this, how our imagination can be confined. Um, the, uh, the old United Negro uh, Fund, which I, I, I wish they would change the name of their Organization, but I'm assuming that they can't. But it says the mind is a terrible thing to waste, and it certainly is. Um, when you when you're in slavery, when you're in bondage, when you're enslaved to indebtedness and to the world, and to being conformed to this world to the point, because even Paul said, "Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." And that's all we're talking about today: is how to get out of the box, how to quit being conformed to the world, not not conformed in the sense of doing what they do or saying what they say, not dressing like, I'm not talking about that. That's not being conformed. Being conformed is when you're just, you're just driven down this shape and this mode. And this all there is this, is this all there is to life? I'm talking about being transformed. And I thought about the movie Pleasantville. You remember the movie, everything was black and white and that's just the way it was. And, and everybody was friendly and everyone was nice. And there was, and the, even the teenagers that got shipped in there, the teenagers represent new thought and they tried to live and tried to be conformative, but they knew there was a world outside of that world, but no one would believe them. You remember that? And, um, oh man, it was a great movie. If you haven't seen it, it's called Pleasantville. Everything's in black and white, but these two teenagers, which represents the to me was be like the the uh, two witnesses, so to speak, that testify. And we, we have two witnesses today that there's another world beside the one we're in. We have a heavenly and an earthly witness, and we have a spiritual and a natural witness that's telling us there's another world outside of here. And I remember, you remember that they started, um, um, every time they started having emotion, uh, things would start coming into color. And it was just amazing. It's a great story. Um, that, the, that the way maybe out of your confinement is to feel something greater and deeper than where you're at. And then I think about Columbus over, overcoming assumptions that the world was flat. And just think about the reality of what he had to face, what kind of fear he had to face, or those guys to, to sail where everybody... Everybody said the world was flat. Everybody said there's nobody out there. I'm sure everybody said, you know, this unknown world out there, they'll kill you, they'll eat you, they'll whatever. And yet he still 
went beyond the assumptions because he used, I guarantee you had to use someone, had to use creative thinking in their imagination to go beyond the limitation. And then we had that Truman Show. I was thinking about that, and, and Jim Carrey was in this Truman Show, and nothing was real, and his whole life wasn't unreal, and nothing was real, and, and it was like, and that's when I started thinking about amb- ambiguity and ambiguous, where uh, what you see may not be uh, everything that you think it is, and maybe we'll talk about it sometime, ambiguous and being, and life is ambiguous sometimes because what you see is not really what is sometimes. Ambiguous means to something that has more than one way to interpret it, the meaning of. And I wrote it on my blog, and maybe you can get to it off uh, this this page here, but I wrote about ambiguity and my thoughts about it in, in as far as a spiritual connotation. So... Before we go today, I want to uh, I want to I want you to chew and think about the reality is that that God put um, divine confinement maybe in your life and mine to allow us to go beyond to be uncomfortable. There's nothing like creativity is manifested in a world of uncomfortableness. There's nothing like a uh, uh, unbearable situation to make you want to get out of it. And when you, the sooner you realize that you you have to think your way out through your creative, imaginative, imaginative mind, the sooner you're going to get out. I want to read. I want to read a scripture to you, and uh, it's in Exodus three eight. And God, God is, is God's coming down to Moses, and he's talking. He said, "I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, to bring them up and out of the land unto a good land." And a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place where there's Canaanites and Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites, the Hivites and the Jebusites. And you see, there was a land of enemy. Let's see, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, which is perfect. He said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna take these people into up and out of here into a large land flowing with milk and honey." into a place where there's going to be six enemies. And you got you to gotta love that because he said, I'm going to take you to a place of milk and honey. <laughs> he didn't define milk and honey. He didn't um, necessarily say exactly what it was. He said, I'm going to take you to a land, but they knew in their heart it, it meant some form of, of prosperity, some form of blessing, and they knew that it was greater than the box they'd been living in of uh, conformity and slavery to the Egyptians. And so Moses comes down, and you've got to remember, it's a picture of a prophetic voice. And, and the prophetic voice, Moses, Moshe, had a, a fiery, uh, a spiritual encounter with God on the burning bush, the backside of the desert. He comes back with this great message, and the message is God's going to deliver you and take you it's in exodus 3 and i believe it's even in 17 he said i'm gonna take you to the land of milk and honey and he didn't define it but they knew somehow that it meant the reality of a blessing so anyways um what i believe happened was um they started to think outside the box and he didn't define it for him he said there's going to be six enemies there's going to be 
a natural human six is the number of a man there's going to be a natural enemy to this land of milk and honey there's going to be natural fleshly carnal inclinations there's going to be flesh in this land of milk and honey and you're going to have to deal with the enemy of the flesh if you want to obtain this land of milk and honey and um you know, there's just a lot in this with this story. There's there's these six enemies. There's the enemy of the flesh, and we all know that when they actually went in in Joshua chapter three, they went over the river Jordan, which represents the type of the flesh. Um, but even in even in our creating this reality and having imaginative thinking and thinking outside the box for our own life and our own re, and our own resources and and everything that we're trying to manifest in our life. Um, the reality is we still have to deal with the flesh and um, you got to feed one and starve the other it's just like the old saying you know feed a cold starve a fever or whatever that is um, <laughs> you just really have to do that and I wish it, I wish it was easier and it's getting easier um, but you know this is on my like 28th 29th year matter of fact October 31st I'd be spiritually 29 years of my awakening moment, my enlightenment into God. And uh, I'm still working, still doing the stuff, still pressing in, um, learning to uh, die daily to myself. And I don't always get it done, but my I'm, what I'm sharing with you is I'm trying to live out this thinking outside the box reality. And that reminds me a lot about Jesus. I mean, I mean, here, let, let me, let, let's get the picture. The children of Israel are in such confinement that all God had to say was, there's a land of milk and honey. <laughs> he didn't have to define it. He didn't have to explain it. That's all they needed was a word that, that got their creative juices going. And what I believe happened is he didn't define it for them so that they created the reality, the perception of it, and the belief system of it. And it, it motivated them to move because they began to use their imagination once again. And, and that's one thing slavery and confinement will do. And, and, and you know you're conformed to the world when you quit dreaming, when you quit imagining, when you quit... Um, that's the reality. And sometimes God can't be found in that reality of, of form and, and formulas and, and step one, step two, step three. You know, God is circular. He's, he's, he's fluid. He's, he can't be, the, the early father said, he is in all things yet contained by no thing. And he became us without losing anything of who he is. And he is in all things yet he is without all things. And you can't figure that out. And there's no rule, no rhyme, no reason to that. And that's why with God, all things are possible because the whole world is held together by his very word. And you are a word of the word. You are spoken forth out of the, his word. And so you have this creative ability within you because you're created in the likeness and the image of you. And there's a God part of you that can manifest what, you, what you're creatively thinking about. And so divine confinement. I, I love this story because all that God said was I'm taking you to a land of milk and honey and there's going to be six giants and you're going to have to deal with the reality of the flesh and the carnal mind. But if you can deal with it, you can eat the land of milk and honey. And he didn't define it for him. And that was enough. Just those words alone was enough to get them to moving. And not only did they move, but they kept moving. And we all know that they, you know, 
had a struggle in the wilderness, but they kept moving for some 40 to 80 years. I mean, they kept moving on this dream and this, this creative reality that there's something out there greater. And I got news for you. Jesus came and he said, there is a kingdom. The kingdom of God is at hand. And he did not define the kingdom of God. He, he would always say the kingdom is like. The kingdom is like a child. You got to come like a child. The kingdom is like a net. The kingdom is like a man that went on a journey. The kingdom. And we have all um, tried to define that for each other, but we all, if I say the word kingdom, here's the beauty of it. Every one of us have our own perception and belief and reality about it and that's the beauty of it because whatever it is we know one thing it's great it's a it's a it's a space a time a manifestation of of goodness greatness prosperity blessing we know that and we know that the kingdom is now and years ago the, uh, the kingdom was always a far away a place but thank god now the reality is the kingdom is now and it's in it and many other spiritual groups other religions, other groups are all coming to this idea that the kingdom is now. And so I thank God that he didn't, um, the message of the kingdom. Let me tell you when you're ready to hear about the kingdom. When you, when your life is in, in total misery and you're confined like Israel, you'll start living out of your imagination and quit living according to what you see around you and by, and quit feeling based upon what you're going through. You'll change and you'll start seeking a kingdom life. And so I just think it's amazing for me personally today that the children of Israel heard this one phrase, milk and honey. And that if you think about it, and I know I'm oversimplifying, but if you think about it, that, that was enough for them. That was enough seeds for them to create a perception and a reality in their spirit to make them move and keep moving until they got there. So today I just challenge you, keep thinking outside the box. Keep challenging yourself. Find your limitations. Overcome the limitations. Start thinking about your life, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual song, making melody in your heart about yourself to God. Because you are the greatest you that you could be, and there's no other one like you. And I just want to say uh, thanks for tuning in today. Um, we're going to keep on this same process. I've, I feel the energy of my spirit right now. Um, we, we're going to learn to think outside the box. And just remember, divine confinement is not to try to restrict you or punish you, but to get you to start thinking outside the box. Until we meet it again, God bless. And if this has been a blessing to you, please share it with others and let everybody know. Drop me an email, a line. Let me know you're, you're, uh, you know, you're blessed, you're challenged, you're encouraged. Give me your ideas and thoughts. Until we meet again, uh, this is Mark from Real You Podcast, and I pray to God that we continue to grow together to find the real us. Bye-bye.